Hello? It, it, it says there's audio now, so. Hello, everybody. I was just turning my phone on to Do Not Disturb. Um, it is Tuesday. It is uh, August 23rd. The most recent Unknown Gaming podcast episode went up on, I believe, either Saturday or Sunday. Uh, I can go to Anchor and figure that out for you. Anchor.fim or FM, not FIM. Ignore me. I haven't even signed in because I've recently booted Peppermint on this PC. So there's Peppermint and Spiral running on uh, the computers behind me. Um, the most recent episode went out on August 20th, so three days ago. Uh, the most recent episode went out, and um, I kind of wanted to make some some clerical points on it. Um, I, I don't even remember what I said, but I, I feel like I, I had some contrarian points of like they shouldn't do it because it makes making a game significantly harder if you're developing it on a system, say the Nintendo switch uh, as compared to a, a computer, but it is still a way for someone to get into game design. Um, however, I think one thing I need to mention is the difference between uh, I think it's like game designer garage or something like that it's it's a game engine that was designed specifically for the switch for learning game dev and design and you can still publish them on pc so i think it's game builder garage is the actual name um the clerical or the the differences i shouldn't say the clerical difference but the differences uh rpg maker mv has had releases on pc uh, I would say PS4, Nintendo Switch. I, I'm saying PC because it's literally on Steam. Um, and it's it's designed to make games with like a point and click scripting tool. See that that's why I was I was giving RPG Maker a hard time was because I found it so unintuitive to use the engine uh, as you guys could probably see by the, the initial or like if you guys actually go and watch the stream again uh, if it's still up when you're watching this uh, I had a lot of issue and you can hear it in the audio I'm going what how, how do I how do I do this thing you know in, instead of like so I use it I, I prefer a keyboard and mouse when designing my games uh, not a controller so I might have a little bias, um, but the um, the use of controllers is just not all that great to me. I per like having controller integration for like gamepads and stuff is probably by far the best thing you can do in a game engine. It makes mapping the games a lot, like it saves a lot of time. So you don't have to individually map everything like Unreal. When you make a game, it has uh, controller support built in by default, right? So 
let me let me turn up my mic a little bit just a little bit there i don't know how loud this is gonna be but i just turned up my mic on peppermint so um that's i'm gonna quickly do this real quick i'm gonna i i was doing some research on robert yates racing because i couldn't remember anything about it i need to go to my channel hold on my channel i'm i'm exhausted guys um um okay so it sounds pretty good um let me move this away hold on it's taking a while uh but no like having that controller integration built in which is something that uh rpg maker and unreal engine both have they have controller support baked in on their templates rpg maker has it built in by default it's odd but there is controller support not only for mz but mv as well um i could test it by literally prototyping something and then you know i i i, I don't know how i would show that it is being mapped to a controller but it is a very weird controller setup um, cause like you use the face buttons instead of the, the start and select on your Xbox controller. It, it's, it's odd, but you know, um, something else I do want to mention about it is like, um, it, and I, I will say if you can't, if you don't have a PC that's up to spec and you have like a PS4, PS5, or a Nintendo Switch, RPG Maker MV would probably be a good choice if you want to learn how to use RPG Maker. Or if you want to go earlier, you can because they have, I believe, all the way up from RPG Maker, I think it's 2000? I have to log into Steam to find out, don't I? And I'm not logged into Steam on this computer, so... It'll be a few minutes and I'll figure it out. Sorry. It's going to take a minute or so. Why didn't I just refresh the mailbox? And not the not the actual page. No. I wanted this. Because I, I do want to actually make sure like that let's go to the store and I can I can search it real quick. I do actually want to make sure I'm spouting the correct information. So you've got RPG Maker MZ MV XP Two thousand three VXA two thousand is on here, and RPG Maker VX. Which okay, what's the difference between VX and VXA's? 
I I quite honestly do not remember. So I do apologize for being like a noob when it comes to that, but I, I don't remember. Um, but I've already got MZ. I've got MV. I've got, I can safely say I've got VX Ace all the way up to M, MZ, the most recent release uh of the engine um it's a lot of fun to use it's like very easy to use so if you do want to get into to game design like level design specifically it's got a bunch of tools you can use i have yet to explore level design with it so i do apologize for like not knowing that but knowing that that side very well so um but yeah, like my first games were made in RPG Maker VX Ace Lite. Uh, and I, I will I will talk about them today, actually. I, I want to just talk about them for a little bit. Uh, we're going to sign in. I don't remember any, like I don't remember a password for my game troll, but I do like... I think I have it linked with my social media. So I'm going to go to my games here. Yeah, if we go all the way back to the first few games. So uh, this one was made, I believe, in VX Ace Lite. Oh, no. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Okay, this makes sense now. Um, okay, so about five years ago, I started... Up, the updates to part one are finished and will be coming. That should be two words. In a few weeks to tide people over until the release of DH2 Revival and Great War. I'm going to start updating that very soon. That was on... the That was the last update to the game. I'm guessing it was... Let's see. Hover over December 5th. So I was going to probably release it. When did this... Over December 25th. So yes, I did actually release... an updated uh, version. So basically what I remember is the initial release had different sprites, very sporadic name placement. Uh, enemies added. I added a few enemies and I removed a few. I don't remember which ones I removed. But I do remember going through that process. And that was... Definitely one of those things I wish I'd have written everything down because canonically, like, I don't know if I've ever referenced those games since they've come out, you know, to be to be truthful with you. Um, I've referenced the games that haven't come out. I've referenced events in those games, uh, whether it's through characters or events. Uh 
like in a flashback. So in in this current project, which I just need to to finish up and and test, um, I will I will put it this way: there is a flashback. Um, that is a reference to a long forgotten title that I have not finished. Um, but like at that time, I could tell you exactly what my plans were. My plans were to finish. My plans were to finish the game that I was currently working on, which would have been DH2 or DH1 part two. I always referred to it as DH2. Um, and then go on to DH Great War, which had a different code name. Uh, however, where is it? I think I unlisted it. Yeah, I unlisted the project. Uh, and the last update to it was when? Five years ago. Five years ago, almost exactly. Almost five years ago, exactly. It would be five years and three days. Um, and the reason I just quit working on a project was because I was like, there's no way I'm going to make progress with this. I, I have no experience with 3d models, you know? And I, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to quit working on it because I had no idea how to rig and animate a 3d character. Uh, because this was when Adobe Fuse, and I believe it was called Mixemo, uh, could work together with Unreal Engine 4. And I believe at this time, it was between 4.15 and 4.17 in that time frame. Um, I think I was working on like 4.16. Uh, as I would reference in the script, I would put the game information in the script somewhere, whether it was in the header or the footer. Um, it was a very odd time. It was a very, very odd time because I was, I was trying to learn a new engine. I was trying to learn with the limited time that I had at the time and the limited knowledge of programming and how that actually worked, I, I I didn't make it very far in learning about Unreal Engine. Um, and then it was just my incompetence to make large-scale uh, games. I will say I was largely incompetent when it came to uh, making a game in Unreal Engine. Um, but as you guys can see, you know, by going to Game Jolt, you guys can find the profile and see everything that I have worked on over the years. Uh, so if we go, I wonder, library, and we can go to my games. Um, 
there are a few games that I, you know, released over the last year. So, uh, oh, I remember that game. I remember my first attempt at a racing game. It was terrible. Um, and this was at a time I, I loved to overwork myself with like project work and I would get nowhere. I, I, I wish I was joking. I would get nowhere and then I like I would announce the project was in development and I never I never finished it and I felt really bad because I was trying to figure out like the best way to do like snowy regions like different different uh, precept types. And then I was going to work on the lap counter. So I will, um, I will see if I can ever get that. I know there's a racing prototype I've been working on. So I will, I will work on that and see if I could actually incorporate. Oh, and for people that are wondering, uh, there's a vacuum uh, right behind me. Let me, yeah, no, here's my vacuum. I'm trying not to lift it up too much. I'm, I'm exhausted, so. Um, but yeah, I did a bunch of uh, project work, like, back in the day, and it was, like, I found myself stretching myself way too thin, so. Yeah. Um... It, it's one of those things like I learned a lot during that time. Like don't stretch yourself thin. Don't be afraid to learn something new. Um, and maybe you want to go to school for programming. So you learn how to program something. And uh, I did eventually. And I kept working on stuff throughout high school or not. Like I not, I'm not high school college. God dang it. I'm so tired. But I did work on stuff throughout, you know, the remainder of my high school. Uh, in 2018, I started a project that is known as Project Nightmare that basically has had its development halted for the last few years. Um, you know, and that was a fun little project because I actually got a, I got far, like, farther on that project than I did anything else. I had a title screen. I had character movement. I had a semi-functioning health bar. Um, well, no, I had a functioning health bar. It just wouldn't save the value. It wouldn't save the values between levels. I had semi-functioning AI. I had some weird issue with... Uh, I can't think of it. The the movement animation, not like the walking, but the other the other action animation. So it it, it was one of those things. Um, the AI worked. My level design is is not all that great. Um, so like if you go find the prototype, which there are two prototype built out there that are publicly available to uh, you know to play. Uh, but, but, but I got to log into itch. Cause again, this is a fresh install of, um, 
Peppermint Linux. Um, but, 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 let me see if I can find it. Project Nightmare, um, which has a 64-bit Windows and Linux release. It is currently in its prototyping phase. It was initially published on May 13th and updated on June 20th. Um, the actual description is, quote, uh, it is still uh, early in development project. I would like some feedback on the game so far. It doesn't look or function the best. The save functionality, animation, saving coin counter, and health is still a work in progress. Um, so actually, at some point last year, I made it kind of a goal to go in and rework the blueprint code that I already had. Um, however, I have to, you know, re-download the, the project source, which I have it on, on GitHub, uh, as a, a reference point. And it's, that's the thing. I always will say you have a code repository, whether it's Unreal, Unity, or just a vanilla language node, or I should say JavaScript, not just node. Uh, C Sharp, C++, Rust, whatever. Whatever you're making your project in, always have a repository that is available to you at all times. Uh, keep that uh, up to date, but do not immediately push to your main branch. So, for me, I do at least two branches. I do, you know, the main branch and then a feature branch, or as I would call it, the in-dev branch. Uh, with Project Maze Escape, I did three branches. I did main, experimental, and win release. Um... Uh, I did win release because I was unsure of how Mono actually packaged its executable. Uh, because if you build something in, let's say, VS Code, it will build for the platform that you're using or whatever platform you really have configured, which for me, I usually have the default, which would be, you know, Unix. I think it's Unix GNU, maybe. I, I can double check here. Uh, Visual Studio Code. Uh, and people say, well, why are you using like Mono? Uh, because I believe I originally started it with uh cross-platform development in mind. Um, so if I just start a new file here... Oh, I'm not signed in! Oh, god dang it. Sign in and turn on. Sign in with GitHub. Open. Sorry. I am not set up, because like I have not had a full day to just sit down and set this up. Because I literally started, like, I did the 
replacing Windows with Linux the other night. I've just been so busy because I, you know, started a new job, which I'm enjoying. I, I enjoy my new job so far. Um, so like now I'm literally going through and making sure everything works. Oh no, is this the flat pack? Is it angry? Uh, okay. No, it has the Salesforce stuff, so I don't have to worry about that if I want to work with Salesforce. But, like, in C++, you know, it'll build an executable for Linux. And then you have to do a translation for Windows, or you could use, like, I believe you can use CMake or a Makefile. And you could do it that way. But I always do like for C++ projects, I do a separate branch for specifically uh, Windows releases. I don't think that's the smartest thing to do. I could use, I could just create a make file and do it that way. But yeah. Um, so Mono itself actually does build the executable because I use... I think it is .NET Core, which allows for cross-platform development by default. Um, so it runs on Windows and Linux. I could not test if it runs on a Mac because I don't have a Mac. So, like, there are certain things I don't know, like the, the limitations of .NET Core. And um, I will continue to study up on it because it is a pretty uh, popular framework. Not, not see like not just C sharp as a language, but .NET Core as a whole. I will never refer to it as .NET because there's differences. You can't refer to just .NET as .NET because there are two branches. There's .NET Framework. And there's .NET Core. .NET Framework has been... It hasn't been actively developed on since 2019. So that would have been my second year in college. And .NET Core is something that's actively getting updates uh, pretty frequently. So, um, I, I, Again, you know, I, I, I can't stress it enough. If you're going to use an IDE... If you're on Windows, you can use VS Code. You can use whatever IDE you want. But I think some of the most popular ones are VS Code, Visual Studio, maybe JetBrains. I, I haven't used JetBrains. Um, but like I've seen VS Code being used a lot. So go ahead and use that one. And, you know. Um, but with that being said, I think we're going to end this live stream. So we'll talk to you guys later.